Welcome to the Dairy Nutrition Black Belt Podcast, dairy nutrition research digested for you. We want to thank the innovative companies and products whose support and trust make this podcast possible. Adiseo, provider of Smartamine M, the best in-class rumen-protected methionine product for dairy producers who want to optimize milk production. Hello, my name is Bill Weiss. Welcome to the Dairy Nutrition Black Belt uh, Podcast. My guest today is Latrandro Kajina. <laughs> Latondro, uh, from University of Wisconsin. Uh, please introduce yourself and pronounce your last name correctly. <laughs> Hi, Bill. Uh, I'm yeah. I'm Latoro uh, Kenjiano. Uh, I'm an assistant professor uh, at the University of Wisconsin Madison, and my work primarily focuses on bovine neonatal immunology. And we're starting to do some work as well on cow health during the transition period as well. Um, so I'm originally from Argentina. Did my PhD in Canada and now here in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and how long have you been at UW? For a little, a little over six months now. Yeah. Okay, well, <laughs> yeah, uh, Madison's a nice place. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what we're going to talk about today is basically you wrote a review for Applied Animal Science a few years ago, 2020, on basically um, the effects of pre and post pre and probiotics on dairy calf health. So why don't we start with your definition of both a prebiotic and a probiotic? Sure. Yeah, sounds good. So typically a prebiotic is going to be something that is that is going to be used as a substrate by specific bacteria on your on the gut or in the on the rumen or in the lower intestine that we are trying to target those specific groups of bacteria that are going to either confer specific function for the host, or they're going to improve fiber digestibility, or in the lower gut, they might improve gut health overall. Probiotics, on the other hand, are live bacteria or yeast uh, that they carry specific functions. Um, again, in the some, some probiotics, yeast products that can act on the, on the rumen, they might have an effect on fiber digestibility. In the lower gut, uh, Smallly related to gut health, improving the the, the, the mucosa, stimulating uh, production of some components that that promote gut health overall. And then a newer definition that that we have is postbiotics that are that are products that are uh, fer- typically fermented products of of a yeast or a, or a specific bacteria, where the um, cell components. Of, of those of those cells are there, but then the 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 bacteria or the yeast are already dead, and you have some components of the fermentation process that are in that product. Yeah, and and with probiotics, do you, you have to feed these every day? They don't become established in either the intestine. That, or the yes, yes, that's a problem. Like most of these products are not. Um, typical um, groups of bacteria yeast that like are normal uh, uh, microorganisms that reside on the on the gut so you have to feed them every day in okay. order to carry out those effects we still see some carryover effects on some of on some of these products but in general terms you have to feed it every day okay. and what are some of the, if we stick with calves what are some of the responses you might you might see from when you feed these products the main responses that we observe are 
related to calf health um, and some responses in growth as well. Uh, don't expect if you're feeding these products to see a very dramatic increase on growth on these animals. Maybe you can expect 100, 100 150 grams, maybe 200 grams more. That's based on the, the review that, that, that we did, that we combined different studies from the literature. That's kind of like the average that we observe with the yeast products. Um, in terms of health, uh, there's a lot of variation. Something that we tend to observe is that in herds that are having prevalence incidence of disease, particularly diarrhea, these products can be uh, beneficial and they might show the benefits on those scenarios where you're having bouts of incidence of disease or diarrhea. Um, and also where you're feeding the product in calves seems to be very important for the mode of action that these are going to have. If you feed them on starter, they might have um, effect on, on rumen development, on fiber digestibility. If you're feeding it in milk, they're probably going to have an effect on lower gut um, with with some sort of aspects uh, related to gut health. Would, would these typically be fed starting right essentially at birth, or do you target them when you have sick cow, calves, then you feed it, or what's some good good strategies for the use of these? So I would, um, I would, it depends on the product, but there's, there's a rationale that like a traditional rationale before that if you feed it right from birth, you might impact IgG absorption because you're including a, a bacteria or a live, or a, or a live yeast um, in the colostrum. Uh, we've done at least one study that we show that that was not the case with uh, a live Saccharomyces cerevisiae vulgari that animals had the same rate of IgG absorption, but by feeding it from, from the first day of life, you're impacting the way that intestinal micro, microbial colonization is shaped by the product that you're feeding. So something I would say that I would recommend is like if you're feeding this to target intestinal health to try to reduce incidence of diarrhea, feeding as early as you can because um, when the cub is born, that gut is rapidly colonized uh, and it's way harder to modify the microbial community on the gut when that community is already kind of established. But in early life, the first couple of weeks, that is still development. So like when you're incorporating a new uh, microbial product, you might have better chances of modulating and having a, a, a bigger response. Um, something really interesting that I saw that was published in the Journal of Dairy Science last week from Jody McGill's group is that they're showing that some of these products, particularly fermentation products for Saccharomyces, uh, they can improve vaccine responses against respiratory disease. Um, so it seems to be there's an um, improvement on the gut mucosa level on the gut, and then somehow that improvement on immune function at the local level in the gut seems to be translated also in the, in the lungs. So they did a really interesting study that they supplemented these products, then... Um, they, they challenged the animals with, I think it was BRD uh, or some sort of BRD, and then they vaccinated these animals. And the ones that were receiving these products, they responded much better. Um, so 
I think that's one of the most interesting areas on using these products to stimulate the development of the mucosal immune system on these animals. I mean, in turn, you might be improving health overall. But as I said, this is pretty case dependent, seems to work better on cases that you have higher incidence of disease. Uh, and there's a lot of variability between the products that are on the market. At a sale, a global leader in nutritional solutions and the provider of Smartamine M. Visit MilkPay.com to calculate your return on investment when you balance your feed with amino acids and to learn how Smartamine M is the product for dairy producers who want to optimize milk production, component levels, and the lifetime performance of their herds. Great. I think we'll uh, uh, thank you for this and we'll follow up with some of these uh, comments you just made in the next podcast. So thank you very much. Sounds good. Thank you, Bill. Thank you.